0: Transmitting from the Mojave Wilderness in Joshua Tree,
1: California. Now is the time for Desert Oracle Radio, the voice of the desert.
2: Well, it's nighttime on the Mojave, it's nighttime out here in the desert, and it's a real nice night to take a drive. Just get out there on the highway, on the back roads. Oh, we will not go anywhere near the interstate, not if we can help it. When we do, we're just going to cross over. Like crossing a river full of metal and plastic alligators and other such stuff. Let's not worry about it. Come on, let's get the kids in the car. Whoever they are. Somebody must know them. Alright, then just me and you. You and I. Let's get in one of these cars, haphazardly parked here up on Yucca Mesa. And let's hit the road. You gotta be careful we don't back into one of these Joshua trees or a sculpture or whatever. Watch out for that. Well, I don't know what that is. It's alright if we kick up a little dirt on the way out. Especially once you're going past old Bill's trailer. He is an unpleasant character. I get the feeling he got dropped off by the sheriff's bus. The one that used to come out here from Los Angeles every couple of months let the parolees out. I guess they figured it was like bringing a pet duck to the pond at the city park. I mean, there were a lot of ducks there already. I guess we'll take Aberdeen over to Yucca Mesa, get around the commotion, get around the fast food joints and the gas stations. Get around the bank branch, and the pawn shops, and the dollar general, and the smoke shops, and the tire shops. Nothing to see there. Move along. The road opens up a little going into Joshua Tree, and then it's real pretty through there. They call this the Gateway Parcel, a square mile of Joshua Tree Forest right alongside the highway. Now that's a nice thing to set aside. You see all those spiky arms reaching up in the night? Boy, they sure look weird in the headlights. But we don't have to worry about Yucca Man, so close to town. Now we have our own problems right here in these little towns. And I regret to inform you we need to stop at the gas station in Joshua Tree because I'm running on empty again. Can't get where we're going on fumes alone. So it is written, so it is written. So I'll get the gas going. And you maybe stay in the car with the doors locked. I'm gonna run into the mini mart. Stock up for the road. Get some coffee for now something else for later. And boy, I hope you're not hungry because I'm not eating anything out of the Mini Mart. Hot or cold, dead or alive, I'm not going to do it. And if anybody comes up and tries to yank out the gasoline nozzle and fill up their own beater, well, that Taser is not a toy. It'll do what needs to be done, but for God's sake, hold it in the right direction. The little middle points face out away from you. And then we say goodbye to Joshua Tree for now. The saloon looks like a real nightmare tonight. Remember when that place was empty most of the time? Remember going in there on like a Wednesday night? Back in the recession, the last recession anyway, well you'd go in there and somebody would be up on the karaoke stage singing David Allen Coe, one about when his mother got out of prison, and there were people passed out at the bar, there were people passed out on the picnic tables, a couple of marines knocking each other around with pool cues, well, one time, I went in the back there to return my rented beer, as Ed Abbey used to say. And there was this character asleep on the toilet. Now, look at these radio towers up on Antenna Hill. You know, we used to broadcast the program from that shack up there a couple of times. But the wind howls through the walls and everything's kind of a mess. Black widow webs everywhere. You know, it's one of my least favorite parts of spring, going into your shed or your office or wherever and having those sticky old black widow webs wrapped all around your head and your neck and everything. I mean, I know they need to survive just like everybody else. I know they don't much bother people, but it gives you a bad feeling. Knowing that there's something with so much poison in it, and so you go around opening closets and the cabinets under the sink, like you're breaking the seal on uncommon secret tomb, wary and nervous, your little LED light on the back of your dumb phone shining in there, making nothing but more shadows. Let's see if we can get anything good on the radio, out here, for once. There's not a lot out here, not a lot of radio anywhere these days. But Hope Springs Eternal got the religious station there, God bless them. I'd like to buy that station, run them out of town. I used to hike up to that tower up over on Garbage Wash. I'd stand up there on the mountain looking over the desert and think about buying that tower. Buying that radio station. Making a nice music station up there. One of these days, maybe not too long now, it's good to get on the road and start scheming. You know, all the best ideas come from a desert highway. Especially once you get past the hospital, and especially when you get past the CHP. Get past the jail, the sheriff station, all that stuff. It feels good to leave it behind. Now, 29 Palms, it has some charms, especially the south side, the oasis, all of that. But we are on the road, we are on the move, and we sure aren't stopping at the liquor store in 29. There's always some kind of commotion outside that place. Now one time I went by there and I thought they had a rock and roll band set up outside. But all the stuff was for sale on the street. Amps and PAs and all of that. And the van was probably stolen too. It's a weird thing now how a couple of years ago, well, the millennials had made this whole romance out of living in a van. Boy, that was something we used to avoid at all costs. You did not want to wind up living in some old van. One of those yellowed white Econa lines with some pervert hanging out the window in an animal mask, giving candies to the kids. I guess it had to do with the recession and with the sad realization that lots of people thought they might never own a home, never have a place to call their own, would be paying banks, principal, and interest for the rest of their working lives because they could not afford to go to college without getting loans. Boy, what a racket. And in the face of all of that, I guess living in a van and going from place to place seemed kind of romantic, it smelled like freedom. And then all of a sudden, these National Park gateway towns, places like Joshua Tree or Springdale up against Zion or Moab or Sedona or Marfa, where well, they have these vagrants living in vans everywhere and to a rancher or maybe just some old desert rat with a couple of acres, a vagrant and a van games, no charm. Having an Instagram account. The thing about a van is nobody can see what's inside. So all the information comes from the outside. Like the out of state plates, the outdated license plates, or what's pressed up against a couple of visible windows. Garbage bags, of dirty clothes, a sad looking dog that needs a bath, that kind of thing. And so the younger people in the vans have lately learned that the only people who have affection for Instagram vagrants living in vans are other Instagram vagrants living in vans. Well, let's hope that people can afford houses again soon, one day. Nobody wants to be run out of every little town they roll through just because of the creepy-looking old van. You know, in the very early 1980s, there was a strange epidemic across America. Well, there were many epidemics, big waves of bad things. But one of the strangest was the phantom clowns and the phantom vans all over the country, starting up in New England, vanning out across America. Little kids were being hassled and harassed by these dirty clowns and dirty white vans. The clowns would try to get the kids to get in the van so they could torture them and kill them. But the kids always ran away. They always got away. No clowns got the kids. And the clowns were never found. It's easy to disappear in a white van, I guess. They're all over. Service mechanics, deliveries... And you know, all the television crews drive those big, ugly, white vans, too. They're just a stain on the world, if you think about it. Well, years went by, and the clowns were never caught. And eventually, people began to say, Hey, you know that Stephen King had a book about an evil clown getting the kids? That's probably where all that started. But the Phantom Clown wave began the year before Stephen King's book, It, was published. The year before it was published. But the year after he finished writing it. People always ask writers where they get their ideas from, especially the writers who come up with things that really hit a chord with people. Clowns and such. These ideas come from the people themselves. They just come a little earlier. Now, now, let's stay on Adobe Road up to Amboy. You know, there's always a cop hiding up there on Utah Trail. And the sad part out here on Amboy Road is you really do want to open it up. 75 is just about right, but 55 is what's posted so we'll keep it in the low 60s within the realm of deniability as they say. What a game we play with the cops. If they don't shoot us first, you know one day they will all be replaced with robots. That is not in dispute and it's one day pretty soon. I've already got robot security guards wandering around Silicon Valley. I've already got AI lawyers. And the only real question is who will run the police robots? If they're run by the community, by people following a moral code, well, then we might be all right. If they're run by the kind of gangsters we've got in place at the moment... Well, I guess we better get used to the Terminators. Just remember that we learned to fight the Terminators in the Mojave Desert. That's where we learn, out among the Joshua Trees. In the movie, they claimed it was Mexico, but Joshua Trees don't grow in Mexico. They are, in fact, the indicator species for the Mojave Desert, which ends north of Interstate 10. Anyway, no Joshua trees around here. Now we're in the hot part of the Mojave. The low part of the Mojave. Creosote and sand. Little cabins here and there. Lots of places where cabins used to be before they exploded. Before poorly trained technicians and manufacturers of methamphetamine got involved. Weird houses out here too. They start off with a little one-room cabin, and then they keep on building, and pretty soon you've got four or five or six rooms, maybe even a bathroom. And every room is a different height, and some are built on the foundation, some are on the patio slab, and some, well, you just don't know what, really. It's kind of squishy, and there sure are a lot of centipedes and spiders coming out in the springtime. I'll give a wave hello to the palms because we are not going in there before driving for hours in the night. No, that is not safe. It is not safe to be boozed up on a desert highway. Besides, we are almost out. We're almost out of civilization. Almost past the last dried up tentacles of civilization. Around this bend, over and around the pass between Cleghorn Lakes and the Sheephole Mountains. Always give a friendly 30-second honk of the horn when you drive by that big dumb sign in front of that one guy's house. The election was two years ago. Maybe somebody should tell him. Nice and easy, down North Amboy Road, down the grade... Ass the salt flats and speaking of gangsters well they're at work out here too they're back, they're back in, in Jabba the job of the hut palace of slime, slime out there, out there in dc the and, and they're, they're trying, trying to, drain to train the aquifers, the aquifers, beneath, aquifers beneath the mojave, mojave desert desert the aquifers, aquifers that feed, the, feed the, springs the springs that are the, that are the only, only source of water, water, for water for the desert bighorn, big-horn sheep. sheep for all the Wild wildlife, wildlife out here out here on the rare and beautiful wildlife. And not so rare. Like these jackrabbits on suicide missions. I guess they get bored like everybody now and then. What else would make the buggers wait there on the side of the road until the one car on the highway is in striking distance? They're daredevils. Don't flip your car for a jackrabbit. I know somebody who did that once, he's lucky to be alive. Anyway, these mobsters are trying to drain the aquifer in a national monument. Mojave Trails National Monument. They're trying to drain it out of a hole they dug in Cadiz, just to the right of us here. The road is just ahead the road in you hook into the right and go down to cadiz oh they've got pools of water just to show they can do it we ought to go over there and take care of things someday soon some night soon i mean night work we might need clown mask and bands we'll get what we need
1: I'm Emily Silver with Curate Joshua Tree. I run a blog and podcast out of the high desert where I interview artists in their studio, creating kind of an oral history of what's being made out here creatively. And tonight is a group show at Outpost Project of artists that I've interviewed. So far, we'll be interviewing this year in 2018, Ken being one of them. We have a nice crew. We've got Bob Dornberger. He's got a piece on the kitchen table with giant tongues out, so when you eat at the table and stay at the Airbnb of Outpost, you're kind of confronted with these giant tongues as you eat, which is really interesting. Uh, we have Stephanie Gregorio. She's got a sculpture hanging over by the window in the kitchen with this log sitting on it. Um, she's also opening a gallery with me called Unpaved that opens
2: in the fall. And this is your new gallery that's coming in this area, is that correct? Yeah,
1: it's coming in Yakamisa. It's going to be part of Curate Joshua Tree. We're opening our own space. And we've got Svetlana Shigroff's piece over the couch. The, actually, that entire room of the living room and kitchen is very much a space moon themed room, Mo- Mars, moon, kind of how you would think of Joshua Tree. And so Kyle Simon's work is the big moon pieces he and he's built his own telescope. Uh, he's built a few telescopes and that pho- they're photographs of the eclipse. And he just had a big show up at the Integratron called the Sirens. And, and the whole idea of this the show is called found and a lot of the artists a lot of creative people are drawn out here music wise visual art wise writer wise and so a lot of people are transplants and this show is basically all transplants the people that have moved out here and they've found the desert they've come from all over the place and even tonight you can see it in the opening you see all these people that come from all over the place the wind is blowing and howling and are still wanting to be here to celebrate kind of this moment together i think that's kind of what the desert does it it weaves out people but brings together these other people so the lost and found idea I had this anxiety at the early in, in the evening, like is anybody gonna stay? It's windy, it's cold, and Harrison who's got a really big painting there in the in the office. And uh Hi Eileen. And You
2: know uh, this is like a children's show. If you hang around, all your favorite <laughs> characters are gonna come by. <laughs> it's like Wee. Welcome, welcome.
0: This is our girl. I'm Eileen Schmelz. I am the founder and proprietor of Outpost Projects, Flamingo Heights, California.
2: Please tell me about Mojave green rattlesnakes mating on <laughs> yeah, your porch.
0: A bit here. So I went for a dog walk one morning with my dog, and we were walking back. We went to the front door, and all of a sudden my dog started barking. And I looked over, and there was two Mojave green rattlesnakes mating. Right by my front door.
2: Now, did they do this with flowers, or how does it go?
0: (laughs) If only. If only. I think it was a little less pomp and circumstance. So there's two Mojave Greens connected by my front door, having a good old time. Guy comes out in this big truck, and he has these two big uh, sticks, snake sticks, He came out with a really thin plastic bag, like thinner than you would think that he would even have like as a trash bag in your kitchen, with these two sticks. And he pulled the two snakes apart, and the two snakes were not too happy to be interrupted in the romantic interlude and they were hissing and rattling and doing their whole situation not too happy to be separated and he threw one into a thin plastic bag like what you would find at like a Vons shopping bag he threw one in and it was you know rattling and and moving and hissing and not having a very good happy time and I said, but couldn't they just bite through that bag right into your leg? And he was like, well, they could, but they don't. And he went off in his truck and I said, well, what are you going to do with these little snakes? Like, don't kill them. Please don't kill them. I said, no, we'll re- relocate them. And I was like, you know, will you send me a postcard? And then right after they left, all of a sudden, a huge red racer came whipping down my driveway. From my understanding, the red racers actually hunt Mojave green rattlesnakes.
2: Stephen Biller, he has a long association with Palm Springs Life magazine and his... Biller content. You probably came from the weirdest place of all.
3: I did. I came from Bombay Beach on the Salton Sea.
2: On the magical, depleted, weird Salton Sea with the weirdest residential development of, I think, any waterway in America. Crazy
3: stench. People who have been there for generations. And uh, now we're seeing artists from L.A., hipsters moving to the Salton Sea because it's cheap. They got space, and they can uh, create with uh, very little interruption. And the locals marvel at them. They're making art, and they're fixing up some of these little shack properties, and now there's one of them with that's been redone. is now the Bombay Beach Opera House. And last night, <clears throat> we... Uh, Heard an area, no matter where you were on this beach, it's uh, streets, it's all the streets are numbered 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and then Avenue A, B, C, D, E, and uh, all the way down to H. And um, no matter where you were standing in this little community last night, when that opera singer was singing that area, boy, oh boy, everything stopped. The state of the sea is... Uh, <laughs> is not good, Um, but I think one of the biggest problems, there are so many jurisdictions. You've got two counties, you've got cities involved, you've got the state, you've got federal. Uh, so you have all these competing bureauc- bureaucratic interests and uh, every once in a while, you know, once every couple of years we hear of, you know, a study being funded and, you know, a million dollars for this, a few million dollars for that. But, you know, this- we're talking about the largest inland body of water in the state of California and a few million dollars isn't going to do a thing. And there are solutions to the Salton Sea, but I just don't think that there is as much will as there are potential solutions. It's one of the last places in the uh, in the continental United States where migrating birds can stop and feed, and uh, and the sea is dry, drying up, and there's uh, there's very few fish left in there to feed on, and uh, you know you got tilapia in there, and that's about all that's living in there right now, and um, so it's a big problem for migratory birds. It's a big ecological disaster uh, for humans and other wildlife.
2: You've been enjoying the sounds of red, blue, black, silver creating all this ruckus right here, right across the table from me live tonight in our borrowed trailer remote studio up here at Outpost Project, secure a Joshua Tree show called Found. Eureka, we found it. We all might have been lost. We were lost, but then we were found. <laughs> Look, on April 26th, we're doing a live radio show at the Palm Springs Art Museum. This is supposed to happen at 6 p.m. Get there early enough to park your car. Or better yet, walk if you're close enough to walk. Maybe call the Yellow Cat Company. But it's on Free Museum Thursday. And there's the whole Village Street Fair thing going on in downtown Palm Springs. So get there with enough time. Because we will knock out a couple of live shows and then we can all walk around and look at the Warhols. A big Andy Warhol show. You don't even need a pocket full of money or a credit card or a rich uncle to get inside. You just come on in. You ever see those big silkscreen prints in person? That's a whole different deal than looking at them in an art book or a picture on the internet. From Amboy to Zizix and across the great Mojave Wilderness, the whole Mojave Wilderness, this has been Desert Oracle Radio. We are always on your radio on Friday nights at 10 p.m. You tune your radio dial to KCDZ, 107.7 out of Joshua Tree, 29 Palms, Yucca Valley, and there it is. Just like in Kelso in the old days, late at night tuning in a weird station oh yeah you can get desert oracle radio in kelso too i've tried it and you can hear us everywhere all the time on your favorite podcast player especially the art 19 player thanks for listening and good night from the voice of the desert